G'day everybody, Matt Ellis with you for the latest edition of the Cricket Library podcast and today we have the pleasure of hearing the Luke Feldman story. Slow ball and appeal, he's got him out LBW, Luke Feldman gets his fifth wicket, Edwards is on his way, a slower ball, he's got a bag of tricks as Luke Feldman, he's brought him to the Gabbard today. Over 200 first class wickets with the ball and some pretty handy cameos with the bats. Luke Feldman puts his arms in the air, he hits it for six, he brings up his 50 and Luke Feldman, look at him, he's out the middle. A Sheffield Shield winner and a big bash journeyman. It's time to sit back, relax and enjoy the Luke Feldman story on the Cricket Library podcast. It's a very warm welcome to the Cricket Library podcast. Luke Feldman, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We love chatting to cricketers who've played at, at, at a very high level and you've had that opportunity with Queensland and Australia A as well. But what we love to know, Luke, is where did your passion for cricket start? When did when did you grow your love of the game? Oh, I don't think I'm different to, to any any kid that's around the country right now. I just uh, think starting off in the backyard, I think my earliest memories were um, playing backyard cricket at, uh, at my grandfather's house with um, a ball that was, you know, those um, like the plastic kind of massive balls yeah. um, that you get from like Kmart or Coles. And um, so, so oversized ball with a small bat so you can make contact, that kind of thing, when you're like three or four years old. Um, and then you've got the family and all the relatives around um, like at Christmas time, uh, cricket on in the background, one of the Boxing Day, cricket cricket on in the background. Um, yeah, so from, from that early age, I guess it's been um, been always there, thereabouts in my life. And um, yeah, and that the, the passion I, I think I got uh, from my father. So so he yeah, he he loved playing cricket and played played all, all the way up until I think well, he's still playing when he's late fifties. I know that oh, he's, wow. in, he's, he's in his sixties now. So yeah, he loves the game. That's outstanding. And and you grow you grow up in regional Queensland. What what was it like? Um, what were the opportunities like as you started to play club cricket? Uh, regional regional Queensland. I, I actually grew up just north of Brisbane, actually. So oh, I, there you go. Yeah, I, I, I grew up in Caboolture, so my father's a policeman. Um, and he moves around from station to station a bit, but um, predominantly grew up in, in a town called Caboolture, which is about 50 k's north of Brisbane. Um, but, yeah, I actually, I didn't... The first kind of, like, sport I played was t-ball. So... <laughs> So just learning basic fundamentals, throwing, fielding, hitting a ball stationary, and then um, I think because I think it was too that they didn't really have real underage kind of stuff for cricket yep. back then. So that was um, early early nineties, uh, and I started playing cricket under elevens, I think, at Caboolture. Yeah. And and when did you discover you were reasonable at it? Like, were you was it something that you 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 sort of made your way into rep teams as a youngster, or is it something that you didn't get opportunities oh, like that till a bit later? Oh, oh, it was um, I was good like at a, I guess a district level. Like, I made the district team, but uh, anything beyond that was um, a bit out of my reach. It was, it was, it was kind of like the, the ebbs and flows of, of junior sport, I guess, at all levels, where um, as a 12-year-old, I was probably the bigger kid, the stronger kid, then everyone caught up to me. Yeah. So I dropped down, I dropped down the, I went down the pecking order a little bit. And um, then eventually, when I was a little bit older, I, I leaped, leaped ahead of them again, just in, in size and strength. Yeah, and so, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, so I wasn't exactly um, an, an outstanding junior, but um, I just loved the game and I just tried to get better and better. 
<laughs> and, and and tell us about um, going to Townsville. When how old were you when you went to Townsville? Um, so I went to Townsville after year twelve. So um, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fantastic student. Mind <laughs> 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 you, if I if I if I had real interest in the subject matter, like I was really good. But if it didn't interest me, like I, the the effort didn't match. <laughs> so. <laughs> So my, uh, I, it was. Oh, I'm guessing like most of the kids around the country in year twelve, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So um, I, I uh, applied for university. I thought oh, I, I like sports, so I'd give teaching a go. I thought oh, I could be a HPE teacher. Um, and the university that accepted me was Townsville. Yep. So um, yeah, moved away from home. All my lonesome. Didn't know anyone up there. Wow. At all. So seventeen out of home. Uh, living in a share house, that was all foreign to me. Uh, yeah, just, I guess, forged my way up there. Uh, did yeah, three three years of an education degree yeah. <laughs> uh, before before I, real, I did a third-year prac with a, a grade four class, and then I just went, oh, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not made for this. And then... Um, yeah, I went the other way. So I went, uh, what's my next best option? And then, yeah, stayed close to home and joined the uh, police police service uh, um, and went through the Townsville Police Academy. In, and that was back in 2005. Yeah, okay. So so at that stage, you're still playing cricket for fun? You're playing club cricket up there in Townsville? Um, I got a, I got a, so when I left, so when I finished year 12, um, I think the highest so I was played second grade for Caboolture in just the local Sunshine Coast Comp yep and then when I moved to Townsville um, now I just I gave it away like I didn't play for a few years oh, so wow. so that was 2001 I moved moved up to Townsville and then um, I played indoor cricket so yep. I'm, so I played um, some representative stuff for indoor cricket and yeah, in that time, I just uh, was going through growth spurts and I guess a few injuries without knowing what it probably, with it, well, I wasn't in a high performance program, so I assume that's when I was getting stress fractures through that time. Yeah. And it wasn't exactly, had had physios and medic, medical teams and everything around me back then. So, um, yeah, I guess I went through those growing pains and then um, just through a couple of mates from indoor, I started playing outdoor again back in 2004, 2005 uh, when I was 20. So wow. I had a few off. So I started back up again and made my first grade debut for Brothers in Townsville, first first game of first grade in the yeah, 05, 06 season. Yeah, and, and then you progress and play country cricket for Queensland. You're the Australian Country Cricketer of the Year. When when do you start getting noticed by Queensland cricket and the and the state selectors? Oh, um, yeah, look, so, yeah, that 05 season when I made my debut, that coincided with when I started at the Police Academy. So mm. I guess that's when I was getting, well, getting trained. So I'd never really trained before so I was getting stronger and fitter whilst at the police academy and that obviously led into my sport so uh, yeah I made the Queensland country team um, that same year I made my debut and then uh, it kind of rolled on I made the Australian country team in 07 08 and Queensland so back then country cricket uh, it's a completely different format now uh, but back then country cricket was 100 overs a day Wow. Uh, two-day yeah. two games. So when we'd go away to a carnival, um, obviously they're taking annual leave to, yeah. to <laughs> go away. Go like everyone is. So I'm yeah. playing with um, my best mate, uh, at my opening bowling partner. He's a cane farmer. So yeah, he's, he's so it's lucky for him because crushing season's over up in North Queensland around that about that time. So he's on holidays anyway. But yeah, everyone in the team's taking leaves. And it was literally, you'd play 100 over cricket. So you'd, you'd play two days, 100 overs against one opponent, go straight into another two days, 100 overs a day. So four days of 100 overs. They're preparing you for get, first class cricket right there. 
Yeah, and then you get a rest day, one rest day, and then you go another four days. Yeah. And then then you get a rest day, and then two more days, and then that was it. Oh, <laughs> so wow. You're pretty much playing back to back shield games, or 100 overs. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, a little two, yeah, two day to finish. So basically, for the, for the quicks, it, it literally, it was last man standing. Yeah. So, so yeah, the attrition we took away um, generally fourteen. So you had the eleven and three reserves. Yeah. When you went away, and generally the reserves were quicks. But um, yeah, it was yeah it was a war of attrition for <laughs> 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 the quicks. But I've got to tell you, like that that country system, the way they had it back then, produced some good players. So I was playing against. Um, Bert Cockley, yeah, yeah, who ended up playing some games for Australia. Michael Hogan, who's still running around now, yeah. for Morgan, unbelievable player. So th- these are all New South Wales country players. Joe Many, yep, as well. He 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 was um, New South Wales country. I played against him in '09 in Barossa Valley. Um, and Sammy Miller, he he was a bat for Victoria country, and he played a bit of first class cricket for South Australia. But there's yeah some some good cricketers floating around in and amongst that. Oh. Um, and it was yeah it was it was good it was really good tough cricket. Oh, sounds sounds like a, a great uh, way to learn learn the game and put your body to the test. And I take it no ice baths or um, oh, that kind yeah, of thing back then. A, or oh, there was ice baths, but we'd also have the icing from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> <at night. laughs> Yeah, we, we were on holidays after. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, two thousand and nine, you, you get the call up to play for Queensland against the West Indies. Um, are you taking annual leave again to do this, or what, what's the what's the process there? Uh, oh, so at that stage, the, the year beforehand was um, uh, the so the yeah so oh eight oh nine. Queensland cricket were kind of like flying me down to a couple of training sessions from Townsville. So I think I might have attended six training sessions with the Bulls. Okay. Um, but at that stage, like, you know, you've got to understand, coming like, for Queensland cricket is like on a pedestal, like first class cricket, because you're, yeah, you're in the country system. Even first grade in Brisbane was kind of put on a pedestal, like, are you good enough to. to succeed at that level, let alone going any higher. So there was a lot of doubts and because so many people from the country moved down to Brisbane, then they end up getting lost in the grades. Yeah. There's there's not, um, I don't know, yeah, it's a bit ballsy to to take the leap, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. um, But um, on those country tours, they'd have, a Queensland cricket representative and for me Joe Dawes who was the fast bowling coach came on one of those and um, later Vic Williams who was part of the Queensland cricket um, coaching setup as well they were both heavily involved in um, country cricket at the time so they were twisting my arm and with work um, or Joey was a policeman as well so he knew he knew all the tricks to, yeah. <laughs> to how, to, how to get a transfer, what, what to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I even played – so they flew me down at the end of that 08 09 season. I played – I was selected for a second 11 game out of the country, which is well, – it's unheard of. It's unheard yeah. of, basically. So I'm sure there was a few disgruntled first graders <laughs> at the, at the <laughs> time floating around Brisbane. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got that opportunity, and they, yeah, um, Justin Stearns at the time, who was the QAS coach, and Joey took me out to the Pineapple Hotel and put the hard word on me to move down. Yeah, <laughs> and I was, I was still like wrestling with the idea because you, I guess, oh, yeah, you have a decision to make. You can be a the big fish in the small pond in the regional area. Um, I had it set up. Up there, policeman in the in small town had was living in barrack accommodation. Like I wasn't paying rent or electricity. The police service was looking after me, and yeah, basically, like if I made the decision to move, I was also 
the like I wasn't on contract. I wasn't promised a contract or anything. It was just come down, train with us. Yeah. So at the same time, so I was losing about fifteen to sixteen grand a year to oh, wow. to have a go. Yeah. And, ba- and back then, that was that was big. That was big money. Yeah. Contracts aren't what they are now. But um, yeah, I just I was twenty four, pretty much single, and just went, oh, what have I got to lose? Don't want to be sitting in my my chair in my old age um, with any doubt. So yeah, went moved down and had a crack. Yeah, and and what was it like playing the West Indies first up? Um, oh, uh, it was just a dream come true. Bagging her own, like grew up basically when in '95 when the Bulls won the Shield. That was so big for the, the whole state of Queensland, and I was just at that impressionable age. I was 12, 13 at the time, just finding my love for the game. So when I got to debut for the Bulls, it was yeah, yeah, brought a tear to my eye and tear to my old man's eye. Yeah, 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 it was amazing. And then yeah, playing the Windies. Obviously, obviously, I was shitting myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, had um, uh, yeah, the, the fast bowlers as well. Like, oh, um, Kemar Roach yeah. playing that game. Yeah, yeah, Kemar Roach was playing. Like I think I was yeah, bowling 150 kilometers an hour. I think I I was quoted by <laughs> Kerry O'Keefe because. I was making. A, I said the last time I saw something doing 150, I wrote it a ticket. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, go. Yeah. And and a good a good um, performance from Queensland in that game as well. Plenty of yeah. Well, it ended up being a draw, but um, yeah. Just before the the test tour, we um, yeah Nick Kruger 170, Nathan Reardon 100, Wade Townsend 100. Um. Yeah, it was yeah. Getting my first couple of wickets, getting Ramner Sawan out. I was I was walking on cloud nine. Couldn't yeah. Believe it. Yeah. Yeah. No, outstanding stuff. And uh, you get your shield debut as well. Um, not not long after that. And the big talking point here. Yes, on the field. Um, good to pick up your first wicket. But tell us the story about uh, staying in, in the team hotel and, and something that happened after the day's play. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. So we're staying on uh, Fitzroy Street in St Kilda, which oh, at the time on a Friday, Saturday night, it's not the, not the, <laughs> not the uh, greatest, greatest place, I suppose. There's a few unruly characters that, that float around in that time of night. Um, yeah, it was about. I guess I got woken up. I was room with Nick Kruger. Yeah. Um, he woke, he rang me about one or two in the morning. I can't remember. And he just said, "Where are you going?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, um, I'm I'm in bed, mate. I'm not going anywhere. We got cricket in the morning, so day one." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "No, I just I just heard you leave." And I said, "No," and then I oh, jumped out of bed and. Went to his room. I said, "Look, I'm here." He goes, "Oh no, I definitely heard like shoes, and then like the front door closed. So yeah, turned the lights on, had a look around, and everything was still there. Laptops were still there, phones, wallets. So nothing too much was taken. And I said, "What? You, what happened?" He goes, "Oh well, I heard the the fridge open, and then saw the light from the fridge, and then." Um, the front door closed. So we looked in the fridge, and sure enough, yeah, some our whole mini bar was stolen. Oh, so, <laughs> so your first, your first thought is thinking, oh, one of the, one of the other boys is like, playing a prank on us. Bit of a stitch up, yeah. yeah. But we're yeah, we're only on the first floor, and then obviously it was getting it was loud outside. So we just had a look on the balcony, and then yeah, look down, and he's just prick handing out our mini <laughs> our mini bar to his mates. <laughs> so. I just said to Krug, so I said, oh, wait, here, keep an eye on him. I'm going to go get him. And he goes, you're mad. <laughs> I went, no, I'm not, put, I'm not putting up with this. So, yeah, I went, went to him. I grabbed grab my, I always have my badge on me. I don't know why. I'm like, it's not going to do anything in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, 
walked outside, grabbed him, told him he went in the wrong room and wrestled him back into the hotel and waited for the Victorian police to arrive. And Yeah, pinched him. I was hoping he'd go not guilty so I'd get a nice little junket for court. And <laughs> <laughs> in Victoria, but he must have nodded the nuts. So. <laughs> Uh, does that yeah. did, did that unsettle you at all, or was it just pretty routine? You you probably had to do a lot of those oh, that, kind of well, things at before. The, at the time, at the time, that was routine for me. So it didn't phase me, but I think it rattled Nick Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we had it like the like the next day. Like, has anyone got any stories from last night? Like when the team's together on the field, and I said, "Oh yeah, I got a story." <laughs> 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 but even like yeah that, that whole yeah, that whole experience against that Victorian team that first game like they were so experienced and like I was still so green like just moving down from the country so I kind of like missed all that that etiquette that you that yeah. gets drilled into everyone in first grade cricket so like I was like you didn't you, you got a playing shirt back then but you didn't get pants and I'm wearing white pants with a cream shirt and Dave Hussey's at short legs spraying me. Where did this bloke come from? <laughs> I'm thinking, shut up, mate. I bloody knocked over a Rebels clubhouse bloody a couple of months ago. Yeah, you'll give me shit at the MCU. Uh, and then um, oh, Darren Patton, or Darren Patton, actually, this is funny. Darren Pattinson was um, bowling at me and yeah. he, he looked like he ran in with his eyes closed. And his run up was so big, I was like, so I was scared, yeah. as all number 11s are. And um, I, 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 I had one of the bats in the country that were banned. Um, it was like a oh, with, with bat the black, with, um, the black, the graphite, yeah, graphite yeah. handle. Yeah, or yeah. So I couldn't use that bat. So like Joey gave me a bat that I don't know, was like balsa wood from Pakistan or something. <laughs> so then I kind of bowled it. And then like the bat. The bat just exploded, like it just disintegrated. <laughs> so then I'm in, the, I'm in the middle, so I'm waving corn for a new bat because the bat's broken. Yeah. And um, so they've looked in my bag. I, I don't have another bat. <laughs> so so they like, you hear all the stories that guys have an eight, nine bat, so I just have one. Yeah. So I didn't have another one. So the guys were running me out there, <laughs> their least favorite bats. <laughs> but, I went, mean, oh yeah, this one will do. Yeah, no sponsorship back then. So that was, um, yeah, just all, all that corner, yeah, etiquette stuff. I remember getting uh, Trevor Barsby was the coach at the time, um, and there was a time I was twelfth man in Tasmania, and I I went on like someone came off to go to the toilet, so I'm on the field in whites. And I just walked off the field, and he was he was so angry at me. Like I didn't understand. He goes, "What are you doing wearing those shoes?" And I was just wearing my joggers. Yeah. Just, like, I didn't understand that you had to wear spots. He goes, "Where are your spots?" I said, "What do I need to wear them for? I'm not bowling." Yeah. Because you just don't do that. <laughs> you just don't wear them in the country because it's all dirt and burrs and yeah, um, out in the outfield. So he goes, "Oh, you could slip over. We could have lost runs. You could have got injured." So. Didn't know any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, it's 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 a pretty tough school to come into. Just looking at this Victorian team: Chris Rogers, Brad Hodge, Dave Hussey, Cam White, Andrew McDonald, Matthew Wade, Clint McKay, John Hastings, Darren Pattinson, as you mentioned, Bryce McGain. Like that's a that's a pretty yeah. top shelf um, oh, yeah, lineup. Ex- experienced unit played like it as well. Well, I think we had we got a couple of early wickets, and then we just got. Put to the sword by, I think Hussey and Hodge. Yeah, Dave Hussey won seventy odd. Um, yeah, incredible. Yeah, and, and you do get some early success that season playing against New South Wales, though. Uh, February twenty ten, uh, four for in the first innings, and then a five for in the second innings. H- how did it feel to to get a big bag and to get it against New South Wales? Oh, awesome playing at the playing at the SCG as well. Like yeah, through all all out those years I played, I think I only got to play at the SCG maybe once once after that first game. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, they always kind of took their games out 
to, to regional areas. So we're always like playing at Blacktown or um, in Canberra against when when we played them yeah. at home. But, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Like the the last day, um, or just yeah, last day of the game. I remember we needed six wickets. They needed about two hundred runs, and I was thinking this is just going to be like down to the wire. We got a big big talk by Chris Simpson, the captain at the time, and just went, "Yeah, this is like this is what we played for last session, day four. And then they just capitulated, and then we're at the bar at eleven thirty. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so how good is this? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, five for thirty-two. New South Wales all at one seven six. Um, yeah, a, a, a great memory for you, no doubt. And then. Then you get the opportunity to to play. Oh, prior to that, was it that you played up in Townsville for Australia A against? Um, uh, that was, yeah, that was after my first season. Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty cool because literally twelve months before, because um, I was a netballer up there for the Australia A team. Ah, oh, right. So yeah, a um, couple of the guys remembered me because. Um, I wore my police socks <laughs> as my bowling socks because they, they were nice, big, thick. Yeah. And um, yeah, so like I just finished the ten p to six a, and then I drove to Townsville, which is about an hour and a half, and yeah. then just, just get ready, and then yeah, bowled to him for about two hours. Andrew McDonald and um, Doug Bollinger was bowling with me, so he, yeah, he's pretty, he's like, really friendly, so. Had good memories of like being the netballer, and then yeah, um, twelve months later, I get get a gig. Yeah, was, which I didn't understand at the time because I got selected for like white ball, and I'd never played a white ball game, so I didn't I didn't quite understand that. Like I never that was that literally that was the first game I ever bowled with a white ball. Wow, they just throw throw you straight in. Maybe they saw something. Uh, in your long format cricket, they thought could apply to the shorter stuff. Yeah, well, they thought that. If they, <laughs> as, my, as, my career, as my career turned out, I should have stuck with the red one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got you got three wickets in that game, um, so must have been coming out okay. I'll tell you the truth, I only remember one of them. It was like literally a full toss that hit the top of the stumps. The guy just missed and went, oh, that's lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very good, very good. Uh, And uh, later that year, uh, you're playing some white ball stuff for Queensland in the Ryobi Cup, as it was back then, and you break your wrist. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't quite my wrist. It was... um, your hand? So Jason, yeah, my hand. Jason Crozier just smashed it back at me, and I just went to stop it. Um, the, literally, the bone right in the center of your hand. It's called the capitate bone. Yeah. And um, yeah, just a just a crack went all the way through it, and then um, I wasn't too bad. I had played a shield game three weeks later, but they gave me a because um, it was my non-bowling hand, and I didn't. They didn't, I wasn't really much of a batter, so it didn't really matter about the top hand anyway. I'm pretty bottom hand heavy when it came to, <laughs> came to batting. But yeah, um, yeah they, gave, they kind of had a um, like a bodysuit material um, cast. Yeah. So, so yeah, I played a shield game in that a couple of weeks later. Oh wow! So it didn't hold me back too too long. No, that's good. You, you did have a few other injuries um, early on as well. Is that right? Um, oh, just mainly it was um, soft tissue stuff and fingers. So yeah. I had a compound dislocation of my thumb. So like, I don't know why I try and field off my own bowling. I bowled one in the middle of Brad had the bat. And he just smacked it straight back, and then yeah, my thumb just exploded. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the bone was poking out, and yeah, that was a bit nasty. And um, I think yeah, one of the other big injury I had was a it was a groin, yeah, um, where the the bone kind of ripped out of my pelvis. So oh, the attachment, so the 
so the um, yeah, the attachment like stayed connected to the bone, but the bone broke out. And did that in the gym with a squat. Oh wow! <laughs> so it wasn't even on the, you know, on the cricket field. That was about the time um, high performance kicked off, and we all had to get stronger. And yeah, yeah. Thanks, Pat Howard. <laughs> <laughs> now, now one of the more interesting games of cricket uh, you would have played in. Uh, I don't know if you call it famous or infamous. The 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 game that finished in a draw against Victoria is MCG 2011-12, I think, around December 2011. Um, and Queensland, I think, at T were looking pretty good. Four wickets down, maybe, something along those lines, uh, needing needing to get to 300, four for about 240-odd. Uh, are you thinking at that stage in the game you're probably not going to be required? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know exactly I know exactly what game you're talking about. My ears are still ringing from the spray I got from Wolf after. <laughs> so, so for those that aren't aware, look it up on Crick Info. Uh, you can find the scorecard there, but... Queensland needed four hundred for a t- for for a win. Yeah, and and we needed fifteen runs in four overs with about five wickets in hand. I had beers on ice. <laughs> I'm in the room, and then we lost Hartley, Boise, Forrest was on hundred, then he got out, then Matty Gale gets out, and then there's just absolute panic in the rooms. So I'm getting advice. So it's the last ball now. So I'm going out to face the, face the last ball. Needed um, two runs to win. Yeah. One run to tie. I'm getting my head spinning from all the <laughs> advice. Everyone's yelling at me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I go out. I squirt one out the point. Um, I touch my bat. I go to turn back. Cutsy is like behind the wicketkeeper with his hand up in the air, like saying no. <laughs> And then I'm, I'm yelling at Cutty. Yeah. Like the whole team is yelling at Cutty. Yeah. Cameron White at Swib is yelling at Cutty to like run and just get run out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Cutty, <laughs> looking back, it is hilarious because then Cutty's like, um, when we're walking off, so the umpire's called Stumps, Cutty looks at me and goes, oh, we might have done the wrong thing there. I said, what's this we? <laughs> <laughs> and, he go, and, he go, and he said, um, he, like, he just said, I didn't trust Cameron White. He's like Victorian. I didn't trust him. <laughs> and I, said, and I, I kind of went, oh, yeah, fair enough. You don't trust the opposition. Like, yeah. You don't get run out. But, um, I just, yeah, then we got in the change room. There was a spray. But I'm going to tell you, it, it all ended, ended up being fantastic because it was a master stroke because the, the way the points table went, if we had a tied, Victoria would have got an extra point and we would have been playing that Victorian side, which was like, star-studded in the final and then we ended up winning the Shield final that year playing against Tassie That's at right. home. Yep. And Cameron, yeah. Cameron White was filthy. He's probably still filthy. <laughs> we'll have to get him on and have a chat. I have to ask him about that. That's that's absolutely outstanding. You mentioned Queensland win the, win the Shield there. Uh, and 2017-18 is a huge year for you personally. I think I think you go past 200 first-class wickets 27-18. But on the whole, uh, 34 wickets at 22, 170-odd runs at 34. Some would say that's almost genuine all-rounder status, but the, the, the Queensland team as a whole that year, you had Nick, Michael Neeser take 39 wickets, Swepo 32, Wildermuth 29, Doggett 28. That's a pretty that's a pretty tough attack uh, for opposition teams to negotiate. I just wanted to ask you about a couple of things in that season. Um, first of all, you're batting. Ooh. Yeah. Let, a genuine let, all-rounder status. Some people would say it. I'm still saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might need... We might need so by this stage, you, you've got a bat that's legal. Um, and I'm tipping you yeah. might even have a sponsor by then. 
Yeah, the KD, the Cthulhu's. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a funny story about that too because I'm a Metallica fan. Yeah. And um, I, my first game, like I had like, like real bogan towns where like I had a Metallica sticker on the back of my bat. And the sponsor said, oh, you can't have that. So they just named the bat after a Metallica song for me. So that's awesome. Did they? <laughs> Yeah, so the, the Cthulhu is actually the call of Cthulhu from um, Metallica's Ride the Lightning album. Oh, that is outstanding. That is that is pure gold. So yeah. you, you get to wield that bat. Um, let's let's talk about uh, February 2018, um, 47 off 41. For- yeah, yeah. Uh- I was devastated. I thought that was my only chance at a 50 <laughs> and I blew it. Um, yeah, I was nicking them over the slips, getting four here, four there. Then George Bailey put the field out. So then I could just get a couple of singles in between, like going for a 30-old slog, trying to hit the bowler back over his head. Yeah. I was generally yeah, I was generally in there for – or my theory was get them before I get you because if I tried to block – I wasn't going to help anyone, wasn't going to help my team, wasn't going to move the score along. So, um, yeah, attack attack was the way to go. And, and that's, um, that's followed up with... <laughs> you followed up with wickets as well, six for 32, the same game. Um, Doolan, Doran, Wade, McDermott, Rogers and Bird, all part of that six. Oh, mate, that juke ball at the Gabba. <laughs> Conditions unbelievable for swing bowling. So, um, if if I wasn't getting them, Nessa was going to get them at the other end. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was it was a race. Like, it was just yeah, Gabba with a juke ball, bowler's dream. Yeah, yeah, and um, then in March, you you did finally get to raise the bat for the half century, plundering. Three sixes in that innings, fifty-two from thirty-eight. Before you, I think did Dar- you try and hit Darcy short out of the stadium one too many times? Yeah. Oh, well, before that, um, so I got Charlie to a hundred. Oh yeah, Charlie Humphrey, hundred and three not. Yeah, yeah, I got Charlie to a hundred. I said to him, "You've got to get it this over, mate. I don't think I'll be hanging around for too much longer." But then there was a there was a rain delay, so then we had to come off the field. Um. And basically, Wade Seckham said, uh, like, hit out or get out. Oh, so right. I hit out, got the 50, and then he, he just said, hit out or get out because time to bowl. Because we lost a couple of days' play, and we were, we were still trying to win that game. So yeah. he said, we got enough, hit out, get out, have a go. And, yeah, I got there. Yeah, 52 from 38. Uh, for a bowler to score a half century, just – just a great feeling. Does it does it feel as good for you as taking a bag of poles? Oh, better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. And WA all out ninety three. So Wade Seckham had nothing to worry about. No, well, in the end, no. Well, Nessa, yeah, I think Ness was on fire. Everyone was everyone was so good that year. Well, the, all the bowlers, I think, all the, all the batters averaged over forty, like the top five. Averaged over forty, um, and then yeah, all the bowlers were, were in the twenties, and I think Swepo took the most wickets for a spinner, um, like in years. So yeah, every, yeah everyone was on song. And, and you mentioned all those batters scoring runs, but I I'd just like to draw attention to the fact for our listeners out there: uh, J A Burns ten sixes, M T Renshaw eight sixes. Then L.W. Feldman, six sixes. Third on the six-hitting list in, in Sheffield Shield cricket for Queensland that, that year. That is that is genuine all-rounder right there. <laughs> oh, it's genuine something. <laughs> <laughs> genuine hacker. <laughs> and, and to win a Shield, like Queensland had won the Shield back in 11-12, um, uh, but 17-18 you get to play well, – yeah, I, I was twelfth. I was twelfth in um, two thousand and twelve. So yeah, to actually play in the Shield final and then win it and get to raise the Shield, um, yeah, unbelievable. And, and and as a kid, you mentioned back in ninety five watching it as a kid. 
did you ever think you'd have your own hands on it and be be lifting it up? No, never, never. I, I saw being a professional cricketer, but it was so far off my radar. I just it, I thought it was unachievable, but it, like, I guess it's cliche. Um, uh, a lot of if, if you just try and just get better every day, get more consistent, have your bad days and good days as close together as possible. Um, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, and uh, to see Queensland win a shield again, a lot of your mates still playing in the, in the, in the shield, and possibly another generation of twelve year olds there at the Allen Border Field. Uh, hopefully, seeing themselves lifting it. Uh, in 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 a few years to come. Oh man, yeah, I was there day one, and yeah, our, so Wildermuth, Nessa, uh, Doggett, um, they evolved the they evolved the Australian attack. It was unbelievable. It was it was awesome, awesome to watch. So yeah, awesome to watch that day one, and then that innings Marnus played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah incredible. And and just great to see such a a big crowd at a shield final during a during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a tough year for everyone. So I think yeah, I think it was sold out every day. So um, yeah, it was a real big, real big event. Now, I just want to Alan Borden feels like a good ground too. So like. Four thousand feels like four to eight thousand feels like twenty thousand because everyone's like so close and in on you. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a beautiful venue. Now, just to backtrack a little bit, I, I think only Josh Layla has more different coloured big bash shirts in his cupboard than you would. Um, you, you mentioned before white ball cricket. Uh, you, you probably see yourself more a red ball player than a white ball player, but you get the opportunity to play. For the Hurricanes, the Sixers, the Thunder, the Stars, and the Heat, what are your what are your reflections on your time playing Big Bash cricket? Oh, it's just it was good. It was um, holiday time. It was Christmas time. Um, used it as an opportunity to see a bit more of the country that I, that I haven't seen. And um, well, the advice I give the guys if you get the opportunity to move away and um, just be exposed to different coaching structures, different coaches. Because at, at that time, like I was pretty established in Queensland cricket, and I guess you kind of end up like part of the fabric. And so now we know what Luke can do. We won't worry about him. We'll worry about the next crop coming through. Yeah. Type thing. But when you go away and then you're exposed to new coaches, you get get a few more hints and tips. And oh, we're looking at your action. You might want to change this. So uh, it's good having. Fresh eyes, I guess. Yep. Um, and fresh opinions uh, to, to make you a better player. But um, Hurricanes, yeah, I didn't get to play for the Hurricanes or the Stars, so I was contracted to those teams. But um, yeah, my year, my year at the Sixers, yeah, um, yeah, it was awesome. And yeah. got to play under Mike Hussey at the Thunder. Yeah. And, Got hit for the biggest six ever in the world. For Is that Brisbane. Daniel Christian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he hit me for the biggest six. Went, I think it's, I get text messages and tags <laughs> on face uh, every summer. So if DC's listening, thanks, mate. Yeah, well, he is. <laughs> to, to be fair, he is in the current Australian white ball squad. So. He, he's doing some things right, and maybe maybe he's he's riding on the back of that a bit. Yeah. Oh, your Kuma Sangakara that game. No one remembers that. I want to know what it's like for a Queenslander, though, to represent Sydney teams. Because you guys grow up hating New South Wales, don't you? Yeah. Well, I, I um, decompartmentalised what is it? Decompartmentalized it by saying it's Sydney. So it's not New South Wales. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, well and played. I, I still I still identify as a North Queenslander, so North Queensland hate Brisbane. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense, so then I play for Sydney. <laughs> so, and the other, the, actually, the other good thing that I, I like doing. So every time you go to a different big bash 
team, you kind of align with um, a first grade club as well. Yep. So I got to play a bit of first grade around the country. So I got to play for Glenorchy and Tassie and Randwick-Peterson in New South Wales. And yeah, that that was yeah that was a good experience as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And transitioning out of cricket, you how how has that been for you? I know you played still played a bit of club cricket. Are you still playing a little bit of club cricket, or you you fully hung the boots up? No, I I kind of like I play first grade for North, but I'm I'm like a mentor role. So two of the bowlers for North, um, Will Presswich, so Scott Presswich is the youngest son. Yep, Jack Presswich is younger brother, and Connor Sully. Uh, they're both rookies for the Bulls. I think Connor Connor played under nineteen for um, Australia in that last World Cup. Yep. That they played in New Zealand. Um, yeah, so uh, they both open the bowling. I'm kind of like a uh, mentor at mid-on and just bowl second change and kind of take them under my wing. So I bowl, I bowl the crappy overs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see them to the second new ball so they can they can learn. <laughs> and and you obviously still love the game to be still putting the whites or the creams on whatever whatever it is. Um, oh throughout the summer yeah of course um yeah lovely i wish i could have played longer it's just yeah, body body let me down in, in that regard but um yeah love the game i love seeing other guys succeed and i like and if i can contribute to a couple of those guys living their dream and playing first class cricket or perhaps playing for australia um yeah that'd be awesome and, and you're still in the police force yeah, still in the police. Um, I'm a recruiting officer at the moment. That was probably my vocation till till retirement. Yep. Um, and also in cricket, um, I go around with the Bulls Masters. Oh, very nice. So, so yeah, well, the Bulls Masters is basically uh, its own organisation. It's made up of all um, past Queensland players. We go out to regional areas and develop um, youth. So Queensland cricket is pretty busy. They don't get to to go out to those regional centres very much. So we go out there and do sportsman dinners, raise money for local associations and charities, do some hospital visits. Yep. Um, yeah, so that, that's really, really rewarding to be a part of as well. I think they've been to... Uh, I, w- I went on one just in Atherton. I remember Jimmy Ma uh, runs it. Um, I think he was saying that over the past 10 years they've raised something ridiculous what like 1.2 million for regional oh, wow. cricket and over a million dollars for charity as well over the last 10 years so um it's awesome to be be a part of that oh absolutely and life as a family man you're a dad now how, how how's, how's that going oh i'm in the pit i'm in the pit at the moment mate. Five <laughs> year old, and a half year old winter not sleeping sick yeah <laughs> Nah, it's awesome. It's so rewarding. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's no, it's good. It's good, mate. I love love watching the kids get excited, run around, learning new skills. And Annabelle, my my uh, five year old, she's at prep this year, so um, life's getting a bit real for her. Yeah, and, yeah. Coming home all excited after she's learnt something new, and yeah, my my boy after a couple of days of daycare, they do like little. Um, Little programs there, so he's all excited about um, getting hand-eye coordination and wants to play around as soon as we get home. That's oh. awesome. Oh, that's brilliant. Now we can't let you go without asking the hardest hitting question in cricket podcasts around the globe. If Luke Feldman could have a net with any three individuals, uh, alive or dead, uh, cricketers. Uh, movie stars. Who are you inviting down? Uh, well, I made I made mention of him uh, earlier. Um, one one of my mates in North Queensland, so yeah. my opening bowling. But mind you, is everyone in their prime at this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're saying everyone's in their prime. Everyone's okay. in their prime. So, or two of my mates, I'd get um, so Ryan Dawson and. He's the cane farmer from up north and Joe Dawes. I'd have oh, them. yep. 
and then like it doesn't matter. I'll just pick like a, a sporting villain, like whether it be a Mundine or a Gallon or a Patrick Reed. I don't care who it is. But we just take it to bounce, bounce the shit out of him for an hour and then go all go have a beer. Um, is it Telehorn? Pretty sure people would like to see that as well. Oh, that is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, that that that's that's one of the most interesting uh, <laughs> selections we've had there. I, I do like that. I mean, maybe we could put it out to a poll: which sporting villain would you like to see get bumped by Ryan, oh, Joe, man. and uh, Luke? Yeah, maybe a Bernard Tomic. He'd be up there. Who else is a villain? <laughs> uh, well thanks so much for your time Luke I, I really enjoyed delving into your cricketing career and, and your life a bit more it's great to be able to share your story with all of our listeners and uh, wish you all the best uh, with the rest of your time playing cricket while you can still play and, and, and your life as a family man and um, as a policeman as well uh, thanks so much for being on the Cricket Library podcast Nah, thanks for having me, Matt. It's been a, been a pretty good chat, mate. Good laugh. <laughs> it's been very good. A massive thanks to Luke Feldman for joining us on this edition of the Cricket Library podcast. A thoroughly enjoyable chat. A very interesting story, and not the prototype. Not the not the kind of atypical journey you'd expect to see to someone making their way to play for their state and perform with distinction the way Luke did throughout his career. So good that he was inspired by Queensland winning the Sheffield Shield when he was a youngster and possibly many more Queenslanders inspired to take up the game after Queensland winning the Shield just gone as well and plenty of great tales in there as well from Luke. The exploding bat story was very funny. The Citizen's arrest on debut, also very funny. And the Nets session. Who would you have as your sporting villain at the Nets? Great that he chose one of his good mates, Ryan. And Joey Dawes as well. Joey Dawes uh, still involved in the game. Joe Dawes with PNG Cricket and the Adelaide Strikers. That would be a very good net. And I'd, I'd love to hear your feedback. Get in touch with us on the socials if you've got any suggestions there for a sporting villain to join that net session. Speaking of the socials, don't forget to share us with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe, all those sort of things. Tweet, retweet, like, share, whatever emojis you need to use to tell everyone that you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you use those. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, bringing this podcast series to you and looking forward to bringing many more conversations like this one that inspire a love of cricket. This has been Matt Ellis for the Cricket Library podcast. Look forward to your company again next time. And it's bye for now.